Well, hey, welcome back. You made it. You actually came back to the second episode of the Strewn Along the Path. Welcome. First of all, today I'm going to finish up the discussion that I had about Star Wars. Uh, today we'll focus on the future of Star Wars. I talk a little bit about the Clone Wars cartoon, but not very much. Anyway, I hope you enjoy and have a listen. So I've talked about a lot of things Star Wars, and and after the prequels, it was announced that there would be a television series that would be based on the Star Wars universe. That it would be live action, that it would be dramatic, and uh, you know, lots of rumors were out there that it was going to be about people on Tatooine, or it was going to take place between the prequel and Star Wars. And it would involve other people other than the main characters. And uh, everybody was kind of excited to see what they would do, what George Lucas would do for a television series. But that really never came to be. There were really, I don't even think anybody talks about that anymore. Um, but there was the Clone Wars cartoon series that started up. And I can't really talk much about it because I really haven't seen much of it. I'm I'm interested to a point to see what they're doing with the cartoons. Um, it's definitely an open playing field and a perfect progression of what you know Lucas wanted to do with the prequels. You know, with the cartoons, you can do whatever you'd like, and you have the the freedom and the ability to draw on stuff from all the movies and to bring in characters. And as long as you keep the continu continuity. Uh, the same between the movies, you're you're doing good. Um, so I've only seen that like the first movie, I believe it was the first segment of the first season of the cartoon, uh, but it's the one where Anakin and his new Padawan or whatever um, have to uh, protect Jabba the Hutt's nephew or something like that. And, uh, you know, there's lots of people that they have to fight and whatnot. And, and, and I enjoyed that quite a bit. You know, a lot of people, rightly so, say how annoying the baby and the huts were in that. <laughs> and uh, but it, but it was a good. I think the idea was good. I, from what I've heard, that the cartoon is is very, very sound, and it builds upon a lot of these things that come from the movies. I've only seen snippets here and there of the actual run of the cartoon. Um, I, I hear things like I, I did hear that I did hear that they did bring Darth Maul back during the Clone Wars, that he survived being cut in half and he had a the bottom half of him was just robotic and his torso and head and arms were all there and he survived. And I guess, you know, that's probably from a lot of the kickback from him being killed so early in the uh, prequels. But Anyway, I don't want to talk much about Clone Wars because I don't know that much about it, to be honest with you. But the, uh, of course, was it this year or the end of last year, it was announced that Disney was buying Lucasfilm and that they were going to work on the new movies. They'd work on episodes 7, 8, and 9 of the Star Wars saga. And we still don't know a lot of details about what that's going to contain. 
Um, but we do know at this point that J.J. Abrams will be directing and that the story has been written and is, is being worked on. Um, there's always casting rumors and things like that. Will Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford be part of these new movies? Um, nobody's really saying. I think they could be. I, I don't think you'd have to totally deny their existence or go so far in the future or so away from the Skywalker story that that they won't be involved. Um, you know, they could have cameos. You know, I'm, I'm assuming the storyline's going to stay with the Skywalkers since that's what that's what we did with the original trilogy and the prequels. So it'll be interesting to see how much of the extended universe they use. Will the children of Han and Leia be part of the new Jedi Order? Um, will there be the twin? Will there be the three of them? You know, Jason, Jenea, and Anakin. I believe that's probably the route they're going to go, but I don't know. Um, I'd be interested to see if they're going to bring in Mara Jade as a character. Um, probably not. If Mark, if Mark Hamill won't be there as Luke Skywalker, I don't think they'll recast Luke Skywalker. So if he's not going to be involved, then Mara Jade probably won't be there either. Um, just it's all speculation at this point. I I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I think they'll do well. I'm encouraged that it won't just be George writing, George directing, George producing, George, George, George. Um, a lot of people um, bag on George Lucas a lot, and rightly so in many cases, but I also, I don't really get into to doing that. You know, there's things that he did that I liked, there's things that he did that I don't like. I think if you give one person too much power and you don't have a lot of people giving other ideas and saying, no, that's not going to work, or hey, change this dialogue so that it'll sound better and more realistic. Um, I, th I think George is an, is an amazing storyteller, and George has a lot of amazing ideas. Um, but I think when it comes down to the nuts and bolts, uh, visually, I also think he's, he's very creative. You know, he knows what he wants visually, and he can see that. Um, I think directorially he, he, he does need help and with some of the scripting, he needs help. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think that he got so much, uh, adoration and adulation that a lot of it went to his head and he had a lot of power and he, he was, he had what he had always wanted you know, back when he was doing the original Star Wars, he had all these limitations and all these things that were holding him back. And now he, all that was gone away and he was in control and he, what he said went. And, you know, that, that can be a bad thing sometimes. And I think there's a reason that Empire Strikes Back is one of the best because it has George's ideas and it has George's design. Uh, but there was a lot more involvement with the director of that. And there were writers that came in and helped, helped edit the script. And so I'm not one that's just going to bag on George Lucas. I probably would have done the same thing if I was in his shoes. If I had that power and I had all the things that I had wanted when I was doing the original movies 
and now I had it for these prequels, I probably would have done the same thing. I probably wouldn't have been as critical of my own stuff. And so I think a lot of people are are a little too carried up <laughs> in what they remember from the original trilogy and don't cut George enough slack. Now that's not to say that I, I've told you what I think about some of the things in the prequels, but I'm also pretty good at enjoying what's there and not being too critical of it. But I didn't want to talk about the prequels or George Lucas. <laughs> We're talking about the future of Star Wars here. So I guess where I got off on that was that I'm encouraged that other people are going to be involved and that that will kind of have, this will be kind of like, not just because it's the future after the original trilogy, but also because this really is a new, a new stage. It'll, it'll really be the next generation of Star Wars. And I don't just mean that in the sense that it's, it's the future generations of the Skywalkers or of the people that we know from the original trilogy, but it's the next generation of writers, directors, people guiding this franchise to the future and with, and probably a different vision than what we've always had from George Lucas. And so it's exciting. It's, it's kind of neat to see the evolution of this. And I guess time will tell, and we'll have to see what they do with the movies. Um, but even if even if these movies aren't what we expect, or they aren't, and they don't capture what we remember from our childhood, I think they're going to be exciting. I think they're going to be good. I think we're going to enjoy these movies, and uh, it'll be different. But that's a good thing. We can't recapture our childhood. We've we've moved on. The movies need to move on. I've seen that with the Star Trek movies that J.J. Abrams has directed. They've moved to a new level in a different direction than the original Star Trek movies. And as much as I was always pulling for those next generation movies uh, to do better and to be better, I enjoyed those next generation movies. Um, but now that I've seen what can be done in that universe, with these, with Star Trek and Star Trek Into Darkness, I'm glad we've got to this point. I'm glad we've moved on and we have this new incarnation of these characters that we love. And so I think it'll be the same kind of thing with Star Wars. I'm excited to see the difference. I'm excited to move beyond Darth Vader and see what happens in the future for these characters. Um, there was another announcement that there will be standalone movies in between episodes 7, 8, and 9. So not only are we going to get the continuation of the the core Star Wars story, we're also going to get more of these standalone things. And it just makes sense. You know, from a business point of view, let's, let's put more Star Wars. This is a great franchise. Now, there's always the danger, of course, that you're going to drill it to death and that you're going to over saturate the market with Star Wars. But I think as long as they're smart and they keep putting out quality things, it's it's just like the the Marvel movies, you know, with the Avengers and Iron Man and now we're now we're moving on to Guardians of the Galaxy and you know that that franchise is still exciting and there might be a point where they just do too much of it 
But if they keep it fresh and new, it'll it'll be good. It'll be good for the fans. It'll be good for the franchise. It'll be fun. It'll be good entertainment. And so I, I think if they play it smart, and Disney follows the same model that they are with these Marvel movies, where you have a core team that people have a vision for the franchise, and they go forward with it, and then it'll be good. Two standalone movies that they've talked about are a Han Solo movie, which would be very cool. Han Solo is uh, a character that could definitely be uh, built upon. I think they would probably do a younger Han Solo before he met up with Luke and Leia and all those. And it'll definitely be interesting to see who they might cast in the role of Han Solo. And, you know, I I think they could could do a really good job with that if they get the right guy. They've also talked about a Yoda movie, and I'm... Still have a hard time wrapping my head around a Yoda movie and how <laughs> I guess they probably know more about Yoda than I do, and it would probably be you know a long longer time ago, but I don't know, I guess I would have to see it before i but I just can't really get my head around what you would do with that and how you would make it exciting but I what I would really like to see is the workings of the rebellion prior to Star Wars. You know, when Leia was laying the groundwork for this rebellion. And you know, I think you could you could build this movie around these Bothan spies. You know, you could almost have like a a Mission Impossible Star Wars mashup here where you could have these Bothan spies and how did they get the Death Star plans? And get them to Princess Leia. And you could have a young Mon Mothma. And the Organas. And and all these people involved. In setting up the rebellion. Kind of. (laughs) I know that. uh, Revenge of the Sith. Was supposed to be the one that bridged the gap. Between the prequels and the. And the Star Wars. But I really think that time in between. If you focused on the rebellion. You could even call it Star Wars Rebellion. Hey there you go. Take that Disney. (laughs) <laughs> Take that idea and go with it. I won't even charge you for it. But, you know, Star Wars Rebellion. I think that would be a great movie. You could have a lot of exciting things around that just before Star Wars. It wouldn't have to involve Leia. You know, you have the Jimmy Smith's organic character. He could be in, in there and involved. And I think that would be a great standalone movie. As far as the Han Solo movie goes, you know, I think pretty much what everybody would expect with that is when he was in the uh, Imperial Navy and what were the circumstances that surround that surrounded him leaving the Imperials and becoming a smuggler and how did he meet up with Chewbacca and all those things that have probably been expanded on a little bit in the expanded universe but but we could see it unfold on the screen. Uh, you could also have uh, throw Lando Calrissian in there with the Han Solo movie. Lots of ideas, lots of options, um, and I'm excited to see where it all goes and what what happens with these characters that I fell in love with when I was nine years old or ten years old or whenever. It's an exciting time to watch movies, and I'm just gonna go with it. So I think I've exhausted my thoughts on Star Wars. It's past, it's future, it's potential. And so, 
May the Force be with you. So there you have it. That's the end of my discussion on Star Wars. Um, I guess I was thinking, but I never did talk about the uh, special edition releases of the original trilogy. And I'm trying to remember when that happened. I guess it was around 1997 when the first one came out. So it was probably 97, 98, 99, if I'm right. But it was the special edition release of Star Wars, and then the next year was Empire Strikes Back, and the year after that was Return of the Jedi. And it was basically the same movie, only with several digital enhancements made to the movie. And this was a pretty exciting event. Um, it gave us the opportunity to see these movies in the theater again. It had the extra advantage of having new things we hadn't seen before. And uh, I think everybody was pretty excited to see that. And, you know, literally, I stood in line for tickets to go see Star Wars on opening night on the special edition release. And I believe I did the same thing with Empire Strikes Back. I may have waited a week or so for the Return of the Jedi. I can't remember. I don't remember waiting in line for those. And, you know, again, this is pre-prequels, so everybody still loved George Lucas and looked forward to all these things and enjoyed them. At least I did. I I did like most of the enhancements. It was fun to see the added scenes. Of course, some of it was, was probably unnecessary, and there's only a couple that I have issues with, and I think probably the one that most people have issues with, I share their non-enjoyment of it, is... Uh, Han and Greedo in the cantina, where it shows that Greedo shot, tried to shoot Han with a laser before Han just shot him underneath the table. And I guess I can see what George Lucas was trying to do, but I think it kind of undermines what we like about the character of Han Solo. You know, we see him transform in the movie from somebody who's indifferent, somebody that will shoot somebody under the table without being shot at first, a smuggler, a scoundrel. And we see him transformed into a hero, somebody that does care, somebody that does want to give to the rebellion and fight against the Empire. And so I think that that did undermine his character, and it was very unnecessary to change that. Maybe on a smaller scale, the addition that I didn't like was uh, in the Death Star when Han was charging after the stormtroopers and they were running away from him. And then in the original movie, you see Han run down the hallway and then you see him running back the other way with stormtroopers chasing him. That's a pretty humorous scene and, and very memorable from the original movie. But in the special edition, we see Han running down the hallway and then we see him run into an opening that has like hundreds of stormtroopers standing there waiting for him. And then he turns around and runs away. And, you know, I can see why he did that. And it was kind of an, and it was kind of neat to see all those stormtroopers. But I think it took away from the humor and the character of the scene. But again, you know, live and let live. I did like the uh, Jabba the Hutt scene in Star Wars where he's talking to Han Solo. And I thought it was pretty funny how they had, you know, pretty much Han step over him because 
Of course, because when they did that scene, there was just another person standing there. There wasn't this big giant slug hut. But the background shots and the, the scenes of the sand crawler, the extra scenes of the sand crawler and things like that, I really, really did enjoy that. There was a lot less, I think, modifications of Vampire Strikes Back, a lot of background shots. Of course, we saw more digital images of the Wampa Beast on Hoth. And then, of course, at the, the end of Return of the Jedi, there was a celebration all over the world when uh, the Emperor was when the Emperor was destroyed. And so that was that was fun and exciting. It just wasn't the Ewoks dancing around. It was people celebrating all throughout the galaxy. And so I thought that that was pretty cool. Another scene that a lot of people complained about on Return of the Jedi was the band, the Jabba's band, and where the uh, or it's a full-on song rather than just background music. I don't know. I kind of liked that. Um. Was it necessary? Of course not. Um, but again, this is the time when where all these people at Lucasfilm were playing around with the digital media and seeing what they could do so that they could take what they learned and move it on to the prequels. Um, I guess <laughs> you can look at that with for as good or ill, uh, whatever you want, because we did get Jar Jar out of that. But... Anyway, I, I enjoyed going to the theaters again to see these movies. I was excited to see the things that were added. And it was a good time. It was fun to see these movies again. So now, <laughs> I guess that I've talked about those for quite a bit. Now I think I'm done <laughs> talking about Star Wars. For now, anyways. I do have some more bloopers for you to play here at the end. There were a few more left over from the cyberpunk outtakes. And uh, then I also included some from the Ichabod Crane Master of the Occult story with uh, Big and Rish outtakes on that. So enjoy. And I look forward to talking to you again next time as we see what we can find strewn along the path. Strewn Along the Path is produced under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share it, but do not change it or sell it. The theme music, as always, is brought to you by Man in Space. Okay, you're getting it all raw this time, Marshall. You're going to hear the real me on this. I'm not cutting anything out. <sighs> and I'm going with the pronunciation of pronunciation. I talk real good. That's why you got me doing lines. I'm pronouncing things just fine. Thank you. And I'm out of breath and nervous. I don't know why I'm nervous. It's like I'm doing my first lines for my first production. <sighs> I'm out of breath because I'm fat. And was walking around the house just now, so forgive me for that. Something to drink. 
nice cold beverage. Actually, nice room temperature beverage. Didn't bother to get a cold one. Hello, Mr. Gibson. I'm very pleased to see you. Meme never did believe you'd really sacrifice your wife. That's way too deep and not the right voice. I'll do it again. Wrong. I had in my head in the hero position. Not the sneaky little cohort position. Throat position is very important. That's how you know. Tell who the heroes are. The sneaky little cohorts and the heroes like that. So you really don't want to hear all this shit, do you, Marshall? Sorry. Oh, knocked a hanger on the rack there behind me. It's one of the hazards of doing this in the closet. I'll get this done at some point before, what, Friday, whenever the 16th is, it's Sunday now, but don't bet on it. Hey, listen, you have a blooper reel, okay? Just count it that way. Which, by the way, you need to do a blooper reel. Meme never did really believe you... Don't rearrange the words, Clay. Foolish humans hurling your bodies into the void. Sorry. Flash, flashback. Get that reference if you can. Who are you? Flash Gordon, quarterback, New York Jets. Dale Arden, your highness. Pathetic earthlings. Hurling your bodies out into the void. Next line. Still on page 21, I believe. Sorry, it might be nicer. Okay, I started on page 22. And now I'm on page, I'm sorry, I started at page 20. Now I'm on page 21. I count real good, too. I teach math in my spare time. It's not as black and white. Black. Black. It's not as black and white as you'd like to believe. It's not as black and... Why do I have the not like that in it? Not. There are ways to influence them. I admit I take some response. I admit we don't Okay. That was a kind of a surprise one. Now I'm going to kind of do a laughing one. <laughs> you think that was me? Me? Ooh, where did she shoot him in the chest or a little lower? Aren't you loving me now, Marshal? Huh? You're shaking your head, slapping your face in the forehead, going, Why did I ask this son of a bitch to do this? As you can see, I am none of the things I once was. Is that horrible or is, is that. Is, it, is he meant to be scary? I think he is. He's coming back for revenge after all. And his voice is supposed to be so hoarse and raggy that it sounds like dry reeds. So I think so. What so you are not. Why have you called me here? Well, why are you, is that highlighted? That's you? No. Has Marshall gone out of his mind? He's highlighted all the lines and he just told us I'm red and you're cyan. Someone else is green. Okay. A very, a very particular head. I believe you know where it is. Oh, you wanted me to give you head? I'm not that kind of a girl. Oh wait, Marshall wouldn't appreciate that kind of a joke. I better... Come on, he's still down. a human being. He may have webbed fingers, but... You broke into a psalm tune. Not a solemn tune, but a psalm tune. I, I, I don't know what that means uh why don't you sing um um shoot the lord is my shepherd that's a psalm and a tune 
Okay, how, how does it go? Na, 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 Okay, how does it go? The Lord is my the shepherd, Lord no. The Lord is my shepherd, no one shall I know. I feed in green pastures, my cup runneth over. That sounds good, all right. I walk in green pasture. How, it's not, it's not feed in green pastures, I, f- I believe. I feed in green pastures. My cup runneth over. Or my cup runneth over. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the words. I, I do. don't know the rest. Just hum it. It doesn't have to be exact, right? No. It sounds funny when you hum. It sounds more like you're just growling. Hopefully that's enough uh, Lord is my shepherd for you. Oh, jeez. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, no Hitler kind of mustache Shall I bear on my palate? Oh, come on. That's not useful to us at all. I can get the Tabernacle Choir singing it. about that? No, I just, I want the words so I can... Oh, what? Gotta have a tune. My soul he does three store. And two walk doth make within righteous pass for his own name's sake. Come on, that sounds good, no? I will give you the lyrics now. I hope you appreciate this, Marshall. <laughs> He's probably pissed off that we haven't stopped it yet. I'm pissed off. Yeah, but you're always pissed off. Yeah, that's true. Is this one of Bones' jokes? Perhaps indirect. Wait. Perhaps. Ooh. You had others. You had such other worthy animals. You could have loaned me to ride to the Van Tassels. I still ran out of air. They all said you were dead. And I didn't have... (coughs) And I didn't have any use for such a book. Bye, Hans. I'll see to your horse. I'm not sure that this is the right interpretation of undead Ichabod Crane at all. Uh, Marshall, if it's not right, let me know. Although, I'll probably pitch a fit, am I right? Yeah. But then you'll redo it. You'll just hold a grudge against Marshall for the rest of your life. Every time his name will be brought up, you'll be like, Oh, Marshall, that guy who my rendition wasn't good enough for. That does sound like me. Oh, yeah. Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. I'd never say Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. Come on. 
Now come inside, please. And do bring the spawn. Spawn? You mean that superhero guy with the CG cape? Okay. Oh, try not to remind me. What a ghastly film. 